Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me, Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow those existing client relationships so your agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode 104. In this episode, I talk all things agency project management with Joe Reed. I'll introduce Joe in a moment, but here's a quick rundown of some of the topics we discuss. We talk about the challenges agencies face with project management, how Joe assesses how well an agency's project management is working, how project management differs from account management, and why she recommends agencies have both roles, the types of agencies that typically don't have both those roles, and why the target level of annual gross profit an agency should reach before investing in both roles, her recommendations for project management tools, and how to evaluate whether you have the right one for you, what skills to look for when hiring a project manager, And finally, Jo's thoughts on future trends she's seeing in project management. So lots of useful takeaways and particularly relevant if you work in project management or you're an agency owner and you want to evaluate the strength of your project management. Let's go over to the introduction now. I'm delighted to have Joe Reed on the show today. Joe is the managing partner for service delivery for Cactus. Cactus is Europe's leading corporate advisory and growth consultancy. Joe has worked in agencies since 2011 and has led multiple delivery teams in various digital agencies, ranging from 1 million to 5 million turnover. And in 2021, she was recognised for her work in client services and project management by the British Interactive Media Association, otherwise known as BEMA. So she was actually included in the BEMA Top 100, which is the list of top 100 individuals who are shaping the future of Britain's digital industry. She's also gone on to become a judge for the BEMA 10 Awards. So Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to get into this. She is the project manager supremo. There's not one thing that Joe doesn't know about project management. So let's start by saying, what problems are you actually fixing for agencies, Joe? Good question. So it, it ranges really. So I work with small agencies, you know, five people, and they're looking to introduce project management. So their sort of challenge is that the founders don't really know what project management is, what sort of base processes do they need in order to make that role successful. So I sort of come in and support that piece. But I do have a lot of clients that are, you know, they're about a three million pound agency, or they're looking to sort of grow to three million. And they've got multiple project managers in place. And essentially, they have challenges like, project profitability is low. They've got lots of people and they've got lots of capacity, but they're not actually delivering with the resources that they've got. So their invoicing value is low. So their revenue is not being delivered as it should be. So they've got some real core kind of delivery project management related issues. And as a result, normally when delivery is poor, there's knock on impact to client satisfaction, projects running over, and then having a knock on impact to to things like new business coming through or 
clients signing off on things because they're waiting for others' projects to finish up. And then you've got over-servicing and under-servicing as well. So yeah, there's a, a variety of different challenges that founders come to me for. And it's normally they recognize that there's a need for somebody to come in and audit and review, you know, what's going on within the team and what's going on within delivery. Wow. So it's super helpful to most agency owners, because I'm sure people listening, there's going to be something in there that you said that's going to resonate. So when you approach this kind of diagnosis phase, when you first start working with an agency, what kinds of things do you look for? Like what's your criteria for evaluating where they're at and where the real problems lay? Yeah, so I tend to rewind sort of all the way back uh, and, and look at it from a, a very top level, sort of bird's eye view of what's going on. So I, I normally walk through, you know, where is the agency at revenue wise? What's sort of their headcount that they've got? What are they anticipating on targeting for the next financial year? And how are they operating currently? So, you know, based on their headcount, based on what they're actually hitting, does that kind of align? So if they've got, let's say, 10 people and each person has to deliver 10K, you know, is that aligning with what their revenue looks like? And that sort of a gauge whether or not there's a delivery issue there. And that's normally where I sort of start. And then I go deeper into, do you have project management? If you do, what sort of the challenges that they're facing? Is there issues with like invoicing? Are they able to invoice work today? Or, you know, what's going on there? So yeah, so I sort of ask a a list of questions and it always tends to start from, you know, the very start of the, the client sort of process, which is around SOWs, how are they written, that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. Brilliant. So give us an idea, like you mentioned 10 people in an agency. What would be the typical, if they're delivering 10K, you said per head, what would be the revenue figure for that to align? Like could you give any example just as a benchmark so someone listening can think, oh, you know, we've got a problem. Yeah. So if you've got 10 resources, normally the target for that is so you've got 10 people they should be generating 10k per month so that is you know depending on on their billable it doesn't really matter so you're really looking at generating about 100k and then you times that by sort of 12 so if you've got 10 people 10k per month that generates your monthly revenue and then you times that by 12 and that basically should give you at a top level what you should be tracking for the the year. And based on that, is that reality? So are the team actually hitting those targets? And, and if they're not, then it's likely to be different factors, which is the stuff that I would kind of delve into at the very start before I work with the client to understand, you know, is there an issue with how we're selling people? What are the rates? What are we then planning? Does that align? And what are the other factors like? Are we putting too much pro bono work through the system? You know, are we marking lots of stuff as non-billable that should be billable? That sort of thing. So I kind of use that as a framework. And the 10K target per billable person per month is something that we use at Cactus. It's a framework that we sort of help us guide founders in terms of a target to sort of hit. Very interesting. And that is per head. It doesn't 
doesn't matter the level of person or which department they're working for. That's across the board. Yeah, across the board. And what you're looking at is normally different skill sets have different hourly rates, right? Or you have a blended rate. So if you're a senior and I'm supposed to be, let's say, 50% billable, if my rate was... 200 per hour, I'll still hit it even though I'm 50% billable and it aligns with the rates. So it's again, looking at if your clients are not being sold at that high rate, for example, you know, it's like, okay, what's the plan from client service and account management in particular, like what's the plan for the next six months of trying to get new clients on this kind of higher rate? Very interesting, very strategic from a kind of, as you say, a top level perspective. And then presumably then you drill down into the various areas. So super interesting. So what kinds of results and outcomes can agencies expect by addressing these kinds of service delivery issues that you've explained? Yeah, so the key things that they would expect is, you know, they they will have greater visibility and certainty around what their resources are A, capable of doing and what they should be doing in the future. We also look in terms of based on forecasting of project work, do you have the right resources for the future? Because a lot of agencies, in particular smaller ones, they would hire people, but they might not have the right skills later down the line when the product offering changes. So it's like aligning resources with future goals and what sort of the plan to get them upskilled or what have you for the future. So we're always forward planning, future gazing based on that. So when you get to that point, you know, your team are ready. Also around increasing billable. So one of the key things that I know a lot of my clients that I work with at the moment, a lot of their project managers historically have been less billable. But with the work that I do with them, we highlight the benefits of project management, how that can be sold better to clients and therefore the time in the future, instead of them being 20% billable, they're 40% billable. So again, you're looking at revenue benefits around sorting out the delivery issue. And also as well, it's not about adding headcount. It's not about throwing bodies to projects. It's about creating processes as well as utilizing the team in the best way possible for the business. And I think a lot of people within agencies forget that the agency is a business and it's not just like aligning with what the client wants. It's also looking at how could we sustain what we've got and work with the client to enable that future growth in a sustainable way. So that's the sort of things that I look for. And part of that as well, I take project managers on the journey. So I don't just work with the founder or the ops director or head of delivery, I actually do one-to-one trainings with the project managers so I can kind of upskill them as I go through sort of a process with them. That sounds so valuable. When you said earlier on, you know, it might be that you can make the project management function kind of greater billability. You said from 20% maybe to 40%, which obviously is ideal. And you said to manage that with the client. Do you help the project manager have that conversation with the client? Can you share how you do that? Yeah. So with the project management side of things, what I tend to always start from is looking at how they've currently operated on projects. So the key is making sure the project managers first record all their time on the project, billable or not. 
so that when you talk to the client, when you start reporting to them each week on the status of your project, you're also highlighting the free of charge hours that are going through each week. And then from a client's perspective, yes, they're not getting charged for it, but they are aware of the effort that happens within a project. So that's sort of the key thing that I start with is I make sure, A, is the data correct? And B, are you tracking it in the system? It doesn't need to be invoiced for a project that's running at the moment, but for the next project, that's what you kind of talk about. If they see the project management costs go up, they've been taken on that journey up to that point where they're like, oh, okay, I understand, you know, you guys do reports each week, you talk to us with the account managers each week, we get chased every day for stuff, you know, it's again, just being very transparent with what they're doing and the the benefit that they get as a client. That's so handy, actually, for anyone listening, that's a great tip and a great place to start. So let's talk a little bit more about this project management and account management. Obviously, we've done a joint presentation about this, but just let's start with the basics for those agencies listening that may not have split out their hybrid account manager into two roles. They might not think that it's going to benefit them. So why do agencies typically split the project management function from the account management function? Hmm. So what I've found and I've experienced it firsthand when I had to actually split and specialize in project management. And I found time and time again, when agencies are assessing whether or not they should split it, it's normally down to the team are increasing in size. So headcount becomes a challenge to manage. On top of that, you get lots of, you know, clients wanting X, Y, and Z, which a single person can't necessarily do because if you're an account manager and a project manager, you're essentially doing two roles. You're doing the account growth, the probably the pre-sales the project scoping, the briefing docs, collecting requirements, plus you're then executing it all the way through. When the volume increases, the less time you would have to do things successfully. And normally an agency founder will find that at a point where they need to split the role is they're probably experiencing a challenge with the client perhaps, or the team member that's doing it isn't actually doing things to their best of their ability. So they're dropping the ball on some things. And that's tends to be why people will start to sort of specialize. So when you're starting to look at whether or not the role is needed, from a project management perspective, resourcing tends to be quite admin heavy. And if you're an account manager and you lean towards more the account management side, the the detail part tends to not be what you would kind of focus on or do very well when your skill sets naturally lean towards an account management, for example, and vice versa. If you're leaning more towards delivery project management, you tend to kind of neglect the other part of your job to do the other bits. And presumably also the agency owner might be recognizing that the accounts aren't growing because if you're expecting one person to do everything, they're not going to be doing that extra proactivity to actually spot growth opportunities and execute on them. Very interesting. Some of those issues you mentioned was dropping the ball on things. Maybe you're focusing less on the details. So people are picking up on the errors and things like that. What other problems can come about not growing the account, for example? Any other problems or issues that tend to arise with when you're expecting one person to do 
you know, yep. and the delivery and everything. So you will likely, when, as a project manager, you would tend to see issues relating to over-servicing because if there is a lack of time to like make sure your team are logging time, for example, and then you're updating resources to match what's happened the day before and unblocking stuff, that tends to slow down. So what you'll find is the momentum of things will tend to be much slower. And also people will start to kind of be blocked. (laughs) And then the whole sort of, if we think of delivery as kind of like a factory line, if something kind of stops, then everything slowly grinds to a halt. And it's kind of making sure that, you know, that doesn't happen. And when you're not spending enough time in delivery, you're not chasing clients on stuff. You're not reviewing what was the scope and what's the team doing now and how do I unblock the team? If you're not proactively looking at accounts, then you don't know what's next. Therefore, you can't plan what's next. And you're only looking at maybe your projects or your portfolios like a week in advance, for example. You're not forward planning enough to let the business know, okay, three months down the line, I've got these resources available. You need to sell this now. You'll only be working like what's in front of you, not what's going to be ahead in three months time. So it's not proactive. It's very reactive. It's so true. Are there any agency types that you've come across that the model of splitting the account management function from the project management function doesn't really apply? Hmm. I think from my experience in the consultancy realm, because I've been in full service agencies, so I've not experienced PR agencies as such, but from what I've learned through working closely with Alfie, who's one of the managing partners, he's from a PR background. We kind of walk through the pod structures and things like that together. And on larger scales, like larger PR companies, they do have project managers in place, but they're not sort of your typical pod structures as most agencies are today. So they have more account directors, account managers, account execs, but no project managers. So that's sort of where I think there is a need for project management, but maybe not the volume that most agencies currently have. So you might have maybe one with X amount of account managers or account directors. But yeah, that's sort of where I've seen it, maybe not traditionally account manager, project manager. Interesting. And in that PR kind of setting, that one project manager, what would they be kind of focusing on? So I think they would mainly be looking at resourcing, booking in and aligning resources with the business as a whole. So I think from what I understand in the PR agency realm is that obviously your account directors tend to perhaps also be the ones that execute some of the work, but they might be specific to a niche or a market. And actually, if there's a project manager in place, kind of tying in all the different portfolios and looking at these types of projects, you can kind of help manage where this person might be able to support and vice versa. So they can kind of tie in resources and look at sort of like a traffic manager type thing. But yeah, I've not personally worked in a PR agency. So that's sort of where I can see the need for it is kind of tying all of that in um, and taking that responsibility away from individual ADs, for example, which I think is where normally resourcing and things like that sit. 
Absolutely. You mentioned the pod structure. Can you just, for those that are listening that perhaps either haven't come across it or would like to, or be interested to know your definition, can you just explain what you mean? Yeah. So pod structures is a way in which the agency is sort of structured and it helps with growth and scalability. So what that means, it's normally made up of a dedicated account manager, a dedicated project manager, and possibly a strategist or a specialist. And they sort of make up the core kind of pod. And then within that, you will have lots of like billable resources that you tap into. So from a client's perspective, they have dedicated team members that know their account that might specialize in that market or that niche. So for example, in one of the agencies that I've worked in, we had a pod that specialized in travel, one in e-com. And so they worked with clients where they could share different things that they were doing that, you know, they might benefit from within that sort of market that they were looking at. And they would be specialists in knowing all the competitors within that and what they're doing and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of a mini agency on their own. And then every time you grow, you would add pods to the structure as you grow. So, you know, when you hit maybe 2 million, you might have two pod structures, 3 million, three pod structures and so forth. So yeah, there's like a a logical growth plan for four pods. Makes sense. For those listening that may be interested and not currently splitting the roles or even looking at pods, etc. At what point in the agency's growth should they start considering splitting out the project management from account management? Good question. So between 100 and 240k, you would keep it as a hybrid. And when it's about 500k per annum, gross profit is when you would split those two roles. So not turnover, that's profit. Profit, yeah. Interesting. Okay, fine. And that's going to vary revenue-wise, isn't it? Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I think normally it also varies if an agency actually costs for account management as billable resources. So some agencies don't cost account managers as billable. So they have to wait for their gross profit to be a certain level to then introduce a non-billable person, essentially, with a higher salary. Or yeah, you've got some agencies that already have a plan to cost account managers in, therefore, you know, they might be able to introduce it a little bit sooner. So yeah, there isn't like, you know, there isn't a a silver bullet, I guess, to, to that. It's just sort of a guide in terms of what we've seen at Cactus. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about working together. So the project manager working with the account manager, because that's the age old kind of debate. Yeah. Any tips or any advice that you would share for ensuring that it's a really productive relationship? Yeah. So I think first is to understand each other's roles and where the line is between the roles. So, you know, what I tend to do with clients when they're looking to split the roles is I work with them on a what we call a racy. So like responsibilities, accountabilities, and who can be consulted and informed within you know, a project, for example. So then it's very clear who is included, who's actually supposed to take ownership of that and accountable for it, and who needs to be responsible for things. So, you know, as a team, or as a pod, you will work on a racy together. And it may be 
based on the business of what the roles are. There may be some customizations in there, right? Because not all team members or accounts are the same. So again, just creating that base of where's the line? What's your responsibility? What's their responsibility? And I always recommend them to know each other personally and build that relationship. So whether it's go for lunch with your account manager, you know, once a week or every day, I used to go with my account manager and we would just catch up on life as well as, you know, work stuff. But, you know, when we both had to stay late, we would stay late together. You know, we were a team and granted there are some account managers and project managers that don't work well together, but it's about over coming that and understanding each other personally as well as how do they work well with each other and you guys can as a team outline you know and feedback to each other if something's working or something's not working and just create that sort of open space but I think the the relationship building is a must for that to happen I think that's really good advice Joe. thank you for sharing I didn't expect you to say that but I think that's really well said it makes total sense Could you perhaps sort of paint a very top line picture of the process for the two roles to work together from the moment the maybe the new business is just closing and just a very sort of quick whistle stop tour of the key kind of elements of where who does what through the process of delivering a project? Yeah, so normally when a project is likely in their sort of sales phase for an existing client, project managers tend to only get involved when A, they need the team to estimate something or the account manager needs to know when it can start and what sort of the timeline. So they should kind of work together on that. But obviously the account manager does the other side of it and that's literally all all the PM kind of does on the pre-sales bit. Then once it's sort of signed off, both of them work together to kind of onboard the team because there is, I always like to do a kickoff meeting on a project where the account manager comes in and tells us about the client, the purpose of this project and like that sort of detail. And then the project manager will be, these are the tasks that we've agreed as a team. This is the estimate. This is where we've planned it. This is the project plan and so forth. So it's more data and delivery related than the account management part, but equally super important to to do. And then sort of when the project's up and running and the project manager schedules it in and books all the bits and pieces around it, the team together, the AM and the PM should have weekly catch-ups with the client. And it's a team thing. So the project manager will go through the status of the project, any blockers, things like that. And the account manager may sort of be less on the call and running the call, but they would be there to kind of add and ask questions that maybe the project manager might not ask because they're so in the details. They might say, oh, you know, that project that you were talking about, that's in the pipeline. Where do you think this fits in? Do you want it to happen before this? And that might not be on my radar, but it's on the account management radar. So, you know, all of that is really great to have together in that session. And then they would just have weekly catch-ups. There might be team stand-ups where they'll work together, but mainly the project managers with the team that are executing the work. And the account manager will likely have contact with the client and feed into the project manager to kind of give them an update on what's next. Do I need time with the team to estimate pipeline work? Like what's going on there? So again, throughout the process, once it's sort of 
about to complete, the, the team, the AM and the PM should be forward planning on, okay, we've got these proposals coming through. Can you get that signed off by the client so it lands when I need it to? And then you guys plan all of the stuff again. So it's like, you're not only working together in the delivery phase, but you're also working together on how to sell what's happening next. And you might be working with them as well to get more budget on projects because it's extra scope of work. And then, you know, again, your goal is to keep the team together as a pod to keep them billable and utilized as much as you can. So that's a really great way for both of them to work together if they've got that goal in mind then everything else kind of aligns with that love it thank you that's really really interesting you said something earlier about some agencies choose to have an account manager as non-billable yes that may come as a surprise to some people listening what are the upsides and downsides of having account managers as non-billable oh good question so normally when they do the split It's quite, I wouldn't say easy, but it's probably norm to cost a project manager's time in the project than it is to cost an account manager time in the project. And when you split from a hybrid role and you're then getting a dedicated project manager, it's like, okay, well, how do we then resell account manager and what they add value in when it's not something that perhaps the client who's a legacy client might not have ever asked for someone to help with account growth, you know, what are they helping with kind of thing. So again, there's an education piece that has to come with trying to get this role billable. So it's like, okay, what would they do that's different from project management? And what value would the client add to that? And I've seen where it's worked, account managers tend to be cross specialists. So they might have a background as a strategist before, or they were, you know, somebody that's quite experienced in that particular industry that can help as a strategist role. So yeah, it's quite difficult to kind of sell account management when you split it straight away. So there's like a there's like a program, a plan that has to happen to get them billable. And sometimes clients won't want to pay it because they're not used to it. It's true. When you're splitting and you're using your existing client base Currently, you have to think a little bit more deeply about how you do sell that proposition to the client. I think for new clients coming on board, it's a much easier way because you can say this is the way we work. This is our policy, etc. But that's an interesting observation. And I think it might be quite insightful for some agency owners listening, perhaps who have tried to split the role unsuccessfully. Because yes, the account manager does need to step up because it's not about project management. This is about account growth. It's about understanding commercially where the client's at and how you can add value, et cetera, which is where I focus. So I agree with you. I mean, just before we move on from the project management sort of specifically, it'd be really interesting if you're looking for a project manager at the moment, what kind of traits and characteristics should agency leaders be looking out for? Yeah. So with project managers, I think, I mean, the old like minimum requirement has always been good at admin, right? That's kind of not the case. Um, I mean, that's a positive that they're good with admin, but that's not really what the role entails. So I think, so the traits that are somebody that is very detail orientated and this stuff is really hard to kind of get right in an interview. So I would always suggest 
kind of asking a the right questions, but also getting them to show you whether it be a test of some nature to show you what their skills are and their problem solving, their um their level and depth of understanding. Because you're not only looking for somebody that's detail orientated, you're looking for somebody that can help problem solve, that has managed a team before. Because team management is all part and part of project management. You have to manage a team to get the results that you need. And also somebody who can actually work successfully in a fast paced environment where things change every single day. And you're always you've got to have that drive. You've got to have that enthusiasm to kind of just push forward because I'm always forever changing plans as a project manager. And that's okay. And it's just how do you adapt and evolve to change? I think that's one sort of key thing. And just the proactiveness, asking the right questions. If you don't know the right questions, just asking questions in general and just wanting to know more about how people are doing stuff, you know, as a developer, how are they developing this stuff to kind of build your understanding of what's going on. It's not just what's on paper. It's about the stuff that happens around that. So, yeah, so just the the enthusiasm piece uh, is really, really key and that ability to learn and adapt. Any tips you can share for like testing for these skills during the recruitment process? So I always like to present in the final interview, try and get them to look at a typical proposal that you would sell. So give them a sample of maybe your costing spreadsheet or like how you would cost a project. I like to throw some nuggets in there in terms of, you know, as a project manager, you will get a project, but you've also got to think of other factors. Like if somebody's on holiday for two weeks and that's the only person I can use, how would you adapt to that? How would you add in contingencies in there? How would you look at reviews and sign-offs and client milestones? So again, what you're looking for is how they would take a brief and actually implement it from a delivery perspective of how the client will be taken on that journey. So it's not just, is the estimates right? Is the tasks right? Like what added stuff are they adding on top of that particular brief to kind of give the client a shape of what's going to happen in their project and how long is this going to take? I think that's really key. Very good advice. And throwing in a few anomalies so that they have to pick them up. Yes, I love it. And that's the attention to detail thing as well. If they don't see that, then yeah, the detail side of things is, you know, might be questionable. (laughs) Love that. Thank you, Joe. So final questions. It's about future trends. What changes are you seeing happening in agencies, particularly when it comes to service delivery? Are you seeing any emerging trends? Are clients' expectations changing? Are technologies changing for PMs? Anything that you can see that's kind of uh, with all of the work that you're doing with multiple agencies? I think there is a lot of emerging tools in the market for project management or agency tools in general. And it's trying to A, find the right one, but B, not just the right one, but like what features does it have that is like fundamental to managing a a project or managing a portfolio, for example. So an example of that would be if I'm a project manager and I'm planning uh, a team schedule, it should be aligning with the scope of work that I'm planning. And if I'm planning time, it should be aligned with commercials. So a tool that kind of ties it all together. So it's not 
a system that does this, a system that does that, and that sort of volume of of tools and spreadsheets that I see a lot of the time. So yeah, there's lots of tools out there. There's lots of, I can consistently see loads of spreadsheets and things in agencies, but it's finding the right thing that pulls it all together. And I think that is something that will help agencies automate. There's lots of tools that use AI, um, but AI is only something that starts to build and it has to learn what's happening first for it to then work. So yes, a product might have AI in it for resourcing, for example, but if you're putting the wrong data in it or your data is not consistent, the tool doesn't know what's going on. So again, it's like that thing where I always get questions about tool sets and it's like the tools there, there's lots of tools in the market, but it's like, how do you augment that into what's going on within the agency? And are people using it? Are they utilizing it? Does it make sense to them? So yeah, so I'm seeing lots of trends in tools, implementing AI, even like, you know, lots of people using chat GPT, so that sort of thing with like emails and stuff like that, which is great. But yeah, I'm still that the same things that I probably saw about a year ago that's that's happening so nothing new as such okay no that that makes sense I mean the inevitable question do you have any go-to preferred tools that you could share you know um, with anyone yeah so I have used a lot of tools in the market I'm starting to look at tools for smaller agencies at the moment so the my go-to tool is forecast but you've got to have 20 people which there's a gap in the market for the the smaller tools I have used tools like Asana Teamwork Mavenlink lots of other tools but there is one tool that I'm looking at at the moment which is sort of in its development phase. And yeah, hopefully that will come to market soon. <laughs> Are you one of the testers? Yeah, so I'm testing at the moment and it's for smaller agencies. It, they have clients more in sort of Europe, not necessarily in the UK, but there's like some base stuff that I'm testing at the moment because I want to make sure the tool is is good before I recommend it. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, forecast is, is is good. And the others are good if you know the plugins or you pay extra for extra reporting and that sort of thing. And there's manual integrations that you might need to do. So, you know, there's lots of tools out there. But again, it's the pros and cons and the investment in time to, to get this running. I mean, just, you know, not getting too in the weeds, but in terms of evaluating a good tool, I mean, would you assign one person to kind of spend three months with it? Do you have any go-to tips for how to evaluate a good tool? So I always suggest incorporating people from different departments. I find the most success with tools or change management and actually consistency is if you work like one person can champion the tool, but it's trying to make sure that everybody in the business has has an overview of what they, they need in the tool. And if they had a, a magical wand, what would they love to see? So what sort of the basic things that they would need? So for example, when I implemented a tool in my last agency where, you know, it was about 80 people, it was looking at each department. So I look at finance, what do they need? I then look at project management, account management, developers and designers and QAs, what would they need? And they need a JIRA, for example. So it's like, okay, what tool integrates with JIRA in real time? And kind of worked back from that and just tried to capture all the needs in sort of a tool and things that could not be covered, like how 
urgent is that (laughs) to have? And nine times out of 10, it was kind of a, you know, we would love that if it could do that, but, you know, we could wait or it's not really needed. It was just something that, you know, would save us a little bit of time, but not a lot. So yeah, I would highly recommend getting input from everyone. Really good. Good advice. So final question, any final pieces of advice for someone that's listening in that is a project manager or is a hybrid, but wants to be a project manager and is looking to progress their career and develop their skill set? What advice would you give to them? So my advice would be to a review what it is that you currently do or the projects that you currently work on and look at what if you were to triple in size what would that look like in terms of how would you need to develop your skills in order to manage that volume of work and a lot of project managers that I work with have a plan as project managers do they've got a plan of where they want to go to in three years time or five years time and my recommendation is always to find a mentor and ideally somebody that does project management so that you can bounce ideas off because a lot of the time hybrids or juniors tend to be on their own and it's trying to kind of have somebody there to bounce ideas off that you can learn from that's in digital because it's a very specialist role and you don't know what you don't know right (laughs) and there's not really a lot of books or things like that that you can kind of easily learn from so I would suggest find a mentor in the space and also look at the projects that you're doing are you doing it well and is there things that you can improve on kind of do a retrospective on those and see areas in which you need to focus on or upskill or dedicate time to learn um yeah So really go back to the beginning of the podcast where you shared all of those kind of criteria that you evaluate and perhaps do a mini audit if you're working in an agency. That's a great, great piece of advice. Joe, thank you so much for your time. You've shared so much value today. So many tips. I'm sure everyone's taking notes. So if anyone would like to contact you, who would you like to hear from and what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So if you want to contact me, best way is to either if you're a project manager or you're somebody that leads a delivery team and you some of the stuff that I said resonated with you and you want to contact me. And my suggestion would be to add me on LinkedIn and just DM me. If you're a founder and you're not sure whether or not, you know, you've got an issue with delivery, if you go to the Cactus website, there's a a delivery health check there, which is free of charge. Fill it in and it will basically give you a result in terms of which areas within delivery that you might need some support with. And normally I would get an email that comes through, look at the results, and then I book in a 45 minute free sort of consultancy chat to kind of walk through that and understand a bit more about your business and kind of hopefully give you tips that align with your specific challenges that you have. So I think that's probably the best way to contact me and then I can help hopefully with specific things that that, that you need. Sounds so valuable. And the Cactus website, I mean, I'll obviously put the links in the show notes, but for anyone listening that doesn't have time to fiddle around with the notes, what's the Cactus website off the top of your head? Yeah, so it's www.cact.com 
US. Um, and then on the homepage, if you scroll down, there's like a, a list of, of health checks. So if you click on the delivery one, then then yeah, just fill that in and I will get the results and you will also get the results as well at the end of the health check. Marvellous. And LinkedIn, it's Joanne Reed, R-E-I-D. Yeah, you got it. All right, Joe, thank you so much. This has been brilliant. It's lovely to pick your brains on everything project management. So thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Jo and do make sure you follow her on LinkedIn because she shares some really useful tips for project managers and agency owners when it comes to agency service delivery. And finally, if you're an agency owner, or you're heading up the agency's account management team and have realized your existing clients just aren't growing, it may be time to provide the right support for your account management team to do it. I'm currently enrolling for my Account Accelerator program that starts on the 11th of January, 2024. And it's a 12-month training and coaching program for account managers who are responsible for account retention and growth. It's designed to build an entrepreneurial mindset and you'll come away with a proven account management and growth process, an end-to-end client growth framework, and a proactive client retention strategy for the agency. And already I have some really self-motivated senior account managers, directors, and client services directors joining the program who are often also responsible for leading a team in the agency. And essentially they wanna come on the program so that they can learn the account growth system, all the frameworks and tools, and then go back to the agency and embed the learnings so that new team members can get up to speed quickly. And so that the account growth becomes more predictable and systematic. You can find the details of the Account Accelerator program on my website, which is accountmanagementskills.com and also a link to book a no obligation call with me. And let's get on a call and see if it might be a good fit for you or perhaps a member of your team. So I look forward to chatting to you on the next episode.